0: Welcome to our first ever bonus episode, capping off season three of the Not Your Mama's Autism podcast. I'm Lola Dada Ali. In our last episode, we were blessed enough to hear from a budding self-advocate, a 12-year-old girl by the name of Maria. She provided rich insight as to what autism and neurodivergence means to her. In this episode, my husband Tosa and I look back on the memorable content that made up our podcast over the past year. We are grateful for all our guests who took time out of their schedules to share their stories with us. And we also thank you, the listener, for coming along for the ride. So, with that in mind, let's get started. We just put the kids to bed, and they're using this time to reflect on the past year as we start our Thanksgiving holiday week. We have so much to be thankful for. And we're happy we had the opportunity to share some interesting topics and stories with you through our podcast. So this episode is part conversation, part recap of some of our most memorable episodes. So if you could break it down, various different categories this over the year, we have corporate disability inclusion efforts, we have community policing, we have corporate social responsibility, we have depiction of autism and disability in media and film, we have self-advocates talking about their stories. So let's talk about corporate disability inclusion efforts or corporate autism inclusion efforts
1: this season has been i think very intriguing because i think we you've gone through a wide span of topics that are you know of of great importance to to our community i think Particularly enjoyed listening to the the efforts that we had highlighted uh, going on in our current employer uh, around corporate recruiting and the intentionality being brought to ensuring that the recruiting and onboarding process for folks on the spectrum takes into account all the nuances that are particular. You know, to, to 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 that community and on that understanding that it's not a cookie cutter approach. The whole uh, commentary on if you've met one someone on the spectrum, you've met one person on the spectrum. So, how can the how the recruiting process can be flexible and adaptable enough to capture everyone as much as possible who want to be gainfully employed, but at the same time adhere to the core principles that uh, govern you know the uh the company so that the, the the best episode was i think probably one of my favorite because it's you know it speaks to a topic close to the heart
0: and you're referring to when you said the best episode the best initiative at JP Morgan Chase the episode is actually hiring a neurodivergent talent pool it's actually one of our most downloaded episodes of 2021 and it really shows the dedication that this team has to hiring efforts it kind of shows the importance of intentionality and kind of taking that segue of intentionality into representation in media and film, we were really, really fortunate this year to get rich perspectives from actors, from directors, from animator, from to writer, just independent film, if you will, mainstream animation, even getting fella involved with The creator of Float, Bobby Rubio. That was an amazing experience. It was very, very memorable because it just shows the importance of when there are more people you can see on that screen that reminds you of yourself or reminds you of someone you love or someone you care about. The hope is that there'll be a ripple effect to others.
1: Yeah, that the representation. We always say it's always great when you see yourself represented in media. It's, you know, we've probably watched Float like five times, or least not more as a family. Disney Pixar has particularly hit this one out of the park with Float, African-American Girl on a Boat. forget the name of, of, of that particular one, but it's probably the f- first time uh, that fella as not just seen represent himself on TV but also you know some representation of his sister, which for us was was big so there's obviously more um, that we we expect and we hope to see especially on the on big screen screening more you know main mainstream platforms you know on on the movies and not just the same type of um, autistic person. person right not just the rain man slash good doctor which is all well and good you know would love to see a feature film where a main character is you know perhaps a non autistic uh Marvel touched a little bit in with their recent Eternals, where they used an actual, I believe she's deaf actress as one of the main characters. So there is hope. We have come a long way. Still a long way to go, and hopefully uh, in the not so distant future, we will not will we'll move past the whole idea of the firsts on screen to be just another representation on screen
0: So you and I are the beneficiaries through our children of an all abilities playground that was that was built in 2019 and our kids absolutely love to play on this playground but it it really brings together principles like universal design when the architects of this playground was thinking about who this who the actual users of the playground would be they were really thinking of children of all ability levels so we as you know for those who follow the podcast we have a daughter who has higher sensory related needs than her big brother so going to a playground like this where the ground is almost spongy. It's something that when she jumps, you could she gets that immediate input she needs. She could play on this playground for hours, where other playgrounds in comparison has a much shorter shelf life. That episode meant a lot to us being able to speak with Melissa and just having her explain the backstory to how the Playground came to be was really rewarding.
1: It was, and it's a it's a good good example of, you know, obviously, in the, and tied into the, the CEO having a personal experience, so to speak, with special needs and disability, and that being reflected with David's story being reflected in the company's CSR focus. I, you know, as as we continue to evolve the landscape, you know, as cities continue to grow and plan around stakeholders, you know, from a corporate personal, you know, the whole live, work, play mentality, it's good to see um, corporations begin to take social responsibility, not just as a nice to have, but as a must have that has. I believe, tangible benefits even to the bottom line and to the balance sheet in, in, in terms of even something, if you put it in terms of goodwill. Hopefully, the template that are already out there of being inclusive and targeted in how the spend, you know, the finite dollars attached to corporate and social responsibility uh, would, can all, would actually only grow. And again, look forward to seeing how, the corporate stakeholders in our environment engage uh, with uh, with the environment that they they live in to the benefit of not uh, just or oh, to benefit of all relevant stakeholders uh, within that environment. We are
0: grateful to Liberty Mutual for allowing us to get that background story through Melissa and get a really tangible tangible set of reasons as to the why behind this company does what it does for the community through the eyes of both melissa and david Indeed. community policing we had a two-part series on this as well as my family's personal story of years decades before in a different part of the country where It was a seminal moment that changed the trajectory of a future career choice, which for me, which would turn out to be practicing law. And big, big thanks to the City of Plano Police Department for allowing us to get much better context as to the genesis story of how their community policing program started uh, focusing on the importance of disability inclusion, including the inclusion of people with neurodifferences or neurodivergence. We are very thankful to retired Sergeant A.D. Paul and the City of Plano overall for just allowing us that access
1: right right the, the, the access the candor the conversation was had the 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 trust that was evident in the conversation um obviously this is a subject that is an ongoing conversation ongoing hopefully continued maturity in in, in, in that conversation so that uh, the adverse interactions are more the exception and not the norm, uh, which, is, which is the hope. But uh, like you said, uh, for a city that engages the conversation from not from a point of having all the answers, but truly, uh, and it was evident with Sergeant Paul, truly coming at it from a point of learning and understanding us to coming at it from a point of trying to know what resources were out there. That, 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 that was that was big. That was big, and hopefully, it sets that template that is out there. Is something that other cities can grab onto and actually develop even better. And, and that should favor our children and their children's children as they mature
0: another really important part of this year's worth of podcasts we ju- are just so thankful for self advocates sharing their stories with us um, from all walks of life we had marcel Chiampi, who is a de head of dei at Ultronauts, an engineering firm dedicated to hiring actually neurodivergent people. We have Haley Moss, this renowned disability rights advocate, lawyer, artist, renaissance woman in her own right. Um, We have a budding self-advocate. We have Maria, who's um, our very last episode of the season, a 12-year-old Girl who just has very meaningful things to say, including sharing with us her thoughts on how she felt when she actually read her own medical diagnosis when she was a much, much younger child. We always talk about diversity um, in its many forms and its importance, but just being able to see the world through somebody else's eyes has been so helpful as we as we raise our children, particularly knowing that our brains are not wired like theirs. So speaking to self-advocates and learning maybe a different way of approaching an issue or approaching a challenge has been so helpful that I can't even fully even put into words.
1: I think it was what really got me was that, you know, no pun intended, that spectrum of voices, right? Where you could see that arc um, from Maria to Marcel, you know, from the uh, teenagers dealing with um, advocacy and learning our own voice in a school environment of today's school to the more adults more polished, more developed voice with Miss Haley, who still signals that she's there's still work she has to do on a daily basis to ensure that her voice speaks for itself, right? You know, to all the way to, you know, bring it home personal, the, the little budding self-advocacy that a baby girl is beginning to do through her approximations and sign languages. It's I think the onus is on us in the neurotypical space to ensure that these various voices, I can't think of a better word, have an environment where they can be heard. And the message that that has been tried to be communicated can be well-received and not put into a box of any kind. So the neurotypical space has work to do but it it, it was a pleasure seeing the neurodivergent space take hold and claim ownership of their voice and wield it beautifully.
0: I am, I mean, just talking to different guests and based on what you just said about the, the spectrum of voices, what came to mind is in... The, the talk episode that ran within the series of community policing, my family's personal story, and talking to parents. And we got to experience what intersectionality beyond our own personal story with those three parents, one being actually autistic, James Mosley, and just seeing that richness of perspective Seeing the similarities with our story, but also just seeing the same type of challenges and opportunities through the eyes of James was also
1: extremely rewarding. Yeah, I think those conversations are few and far between. Inter- intersectionality has become, we're probably much more of a well-known. Uh, topic of discourse, but I still don't think it's something, it's, it's a conversation that has had enough, you know, not just um, from a race and disability perspective, but, you know, pick any two or three groups, right? Uh, gender and race, gender and disability, and on and on and on. Uh, and again, the, the ability for society, it be a measure of society's ability to mature where we see more and more spaces and environments where people can truly bring all of who they are to the marketplace or to the market square and engage safely, fully, and productively in a manner that I believe will enrich every one of us.
0: And it's just a good reminder, right? That we're we're more than just one thing. Yep. You know, we're more than just color, gender, what have you. We are a mix of it all. We're whole, complete
1: humans. I think I I heard recently um, that an inclusive environment is not necessarily one where I have to bring all of myself to the environment, but one where I I am comfortable enough to bring as much of myself as I want to. At any point in time, in order to engage and enhance the conversation, and you know, we we all have a part to play um, to make sure that everyone that we interact with um, understands that we see value in those different parts that they have. And I believe as long as people feel like you have placed value. On the different disparate parts of who they are, they will feel more and more comfortable to bring those parts to bear. And that's when you can actually get some value from that experience and hopefully grow as an individual, as an organization, as a community, as a country, as a society.
0: 2021 has been quite the year, quite the year. And we are grateful for your support. We are grateful for the year that is still to come. We are excited about future guests. We're excited about how far we've come. Last July, we decided to throw a trailer out there. So much has come from it. Just being able to expand our circle, just talking to some really great people and just the importance of reminding us that we're not alone. Sometimes you sit down and you think, oh, I'm the only one going through something. But the beauty of this experience that, I, that I've that i had the opportunity to live out with you and Fela and Alero is just knowing that we aren't alone. We've had feedback from all over. And we are just so grateful. That we are connecting with people,
1: absolutely. Especially in a uh, the last twenty-four months, that has promoted isolation. This has been a a gift, personally and to us as a family. And I think and hope to a lot of people who were listening, you know, look forward to. You know, I think it's just scratched the surface. Uh, look forward to you know see where this goes and in what form and this journey takes uh, knowing fully well that wherever the journey takes us it's has been a blessing and hopefully will continue to be a blessing to whoever chooses to interact with the story
0: it's just a good reminder that if you have an idea for something just put it out there you just never know You never know who you'll connect with. You'll never know what future opportunities can come from it. And we just, again, want to thank you all for listening. And we wish you a blessed holiday season. And restful. And restful and reflective. The rest of your 2021 and a happy new year. We will, by God's grace, you'll hear from us in 2022. In the meantime, be well. Be well. As always, thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please continue to share and subscribe. For those that may not know the origin story as to how this podcast came to be, check out Season 1 in its entirety. And look for my TEDx talk on YouTube and TED.com titled... Your path is your purpose. As noted earlier in this episode, we will be back in 2022 with all new episodes. We are grateful for all of your support. Take care and see you soon.
1: Not Your Mama's Autism Podcast is hosted and written by my mom, Dada Ali, and it's also co-written
0: and produced by me, Fela,
1: my dad, little sister Alero, and I are all occasional contributors. My dad, Tosin also helps produce sometimes. Big thanks to my aunt, Olane Williams Ali, who did our graphic design. See you guys soon.